0: A vicious winter storm hits northeast USA.
1: I don't think one as this severe has happened for quite a while. Uh, even New York City has seen sort of 10 inches of snow or more.
0: Update to global temperature series finds evidence of more warming.
1: The global
2: temperature rise since late 19th century is about 18% higher in t 5 than it was in the previous version.
0: And the UK braces itself for more wet weather.
3: A low pressure sitting to the northwest of the UK, that means it's showers.
0: It's Friday, the 18th of December, and you're listening to Weather Snap from the Met Office. Hello, I'm Claire Nazir, and you're listening to Weather Snap, an insider's guide to the week's weather brought to you direct from Met Office HQ. Images and film footage currently coming out of the USA shows huge swathes of the northeastern part of North America under a cover of snow and ice, highlighting the dangers of winter storms in this part of the world with numerous traffic accidents and power lines down. Earlier, I spoke to senior meteorologist Greg Dewhurst to find out more. Greg, thanks for joining me today. Let's talk about the nor'easter. First of all, what is a nor'easter?
1: Yes, it's a fabulous word, isn't it? Nor'easter. It's um, a type of low pressure system that occurs across eastern parts of the USA, often between September, April time, a bit like our autumnal lows, really. They're formed by very warm, moist air coming up from the southern parts of the States, enhanced by the Gulf Stream warm waters off the eastern coast of America. And it can collide with cold air coming down from Arctic Canada and the collision of the warm air and the cold air can spin up these deep lows. The reason why it's called nor'easter is that often the low pressure centres sit to the East of the USA, just off the coast. So it allows the winds to just stay a northerly direction across that part of the world. So it drags that cold air down from the north and that meets that very moist, active air from the south. And it can produce a lot of weather across the northeastern states. And we're looking at heavy snowfall, heavy rain, very strong winds, all powered as well by a, a very strong jet stream, usually at the time of year. So a lot of things come together and create this nor'easter.
0: And actually, we're a week before Christmas and cue the snow for that part of the US, the northeastern quadrant of the US, seeing a massive winter storm, blizzard-like conditions, which has led to massive power outages and obviously dangerous driving. So they've now got a blanket of snow, which is great for Santa, but not so good, obviously, if you're trying to get out and about and across the state.
1: Yes, they've had many, many inches. They've seen, I think, up to 30, 40 inches of snow in places, some thousands of people without power. It's a part of the world that they sort of are used to these events happening. I don't think one as this severe has happened for quite a while. Uh, even New York City has seen sort of 10 inches of snow or more.
0: Now, this nor'easter is tracking eastwards, as low pressure systems do across the uh, northern hemisphere. Is it going to affect us?
1: That is a good question, Claire. It, it looks like at the moment, the Northeaster itself, the low pressure system tracks out into the Atlantic towards the UK. But the energy from that storm actually helps develop a different area of low pressure that comes across the UK and brings some wet and windy weather as we start to the beginning of next week. So, Sunday night into Monday, the actual low pressure itself from the Northeaster moves away from the UK and stays away. But uh, this low pressure that does come across the UK has some remnant energy from it. But interestingly, after that clears, it looks like we may then see a change in the weather so it helps create a change in the weather as we move towards Christmas period.
0: So my final question, any chance of snow on Christmas day across the UK?
1: Well that is a very good question Claire and at this stage it does look like colder air starts to come in for Christmas day. It looks like high pressure may build from the west so we'll have northerly winds and this may help to generate a few showers which at this stage could be on the the wintry side, of so sleet and snow but most likely probably higher ground but maybe some lower ground levels too in the north but um but overall as high pressure moves in i think a lot of people have a colder sort of christmas with some sunshine but the risk of a few showers too
0: met office senior meteorologist greg dewhurst The basis of any climate projections begins with past data and this comes in many forms from ground measurements, ocean readings, remote sensing from satellites to analysing ice cores. The Met Office and the University of East Anglia produce an annually updated series of global temperature. A revision of that data set published this week has revealed more warming since 1850. Here's our senior climate press officer and reporter Graham Madge with the details.
4: The global temperature record, known as Hadcrut t was first developed in the mid-1980s. The temperature rise outlined in the latest record, Hadcrut t 5 is the result of increased data from some of the remotest regions of the globe. As Professor Tim Osborne of the University of
2: East Anglia explains. The global temperature rise since late 19th century is about 18% higher in HADCREW-T5 than it was in the previous version. This is due to the improved sea surface temperature data set and because we now estimate temperatures over regions like the Arctic where we don't have very many measurements. The Arctic is warming about two to three times faster than the global average, so by including more estimates for the Arctic, we end up with a more accurate global temperature record that better reflects reality. Gaining a better understanding
4: of global temperature patterns relies on a complex and ever-expanding
2: observations network. ADCRU T5 is made up of temperature estimates from the air, just above the land surface, and from the water over the oceans. Over the land, we use about 8,000 weather station records. For the ocean areas, we use observations taken in all sorts of ways over the last 170 years. These are measurements of the water temperature near the surface, but they can be sampled in the past by dipping buckets over the side of a ship and hauling it onto the ship, putting a thermometer in it and measuring the temperature. Uh, In more modern ships, the water temperature is measured, for example, water intake into the engine room is measured and of course separate from the ships we now have many thousands of drifting buoys around the oceans measuring the sea surface temperature. The average temperature change at the earth's surface
4: is one of the most important metrics of climate change. The data that helps inform future HADCREW-T records will continue to grow as will the importance of the records themselves in shaping a global
2: response. The global temperature record is important for science, um, both for scientists who want to understand how the temperature is changing globally as well as regionally, and interesting things like whether the land is warming more than the oceans, which it is. But it's also an important policy metric because, for example, the Paris Climate Change Agreement chose to express its policy targets and policy aims in global temperature rise since the pre-industrial period.
0: In other climate news, just today, the Met Office annual global temperature forecast has been released. The average global temperature for 2021 is forecast to be between 0.91 degrees and 1.15 degrees, above the average for the pre-industrial period, 1850 to 1900. This forecast would make for the seventh year in succession where global temperatures have exceeded or been close to one degrees above pre-industrial levels. The report goes on to say that the Met Office Global Temperature Forecast for 2021 is slightly lower than some previous years since 2015, largely because of the influence of La Nina in the tropical Pacific, where sea surface temperatures are one to two degrees below average. La Nina is the opposite of El Nino and has a temporary cooling effect on global average temperature. However, relative to the past couple of decades, this analysis points to significant leaps in warming relative to the Enzo phenomena. Now back to the present and this weekend's weather with Alex Deacon.
3: Friday's very heavy rain will be clearing away for the weekend, but low pressure remains the dominant feature. A low pressure sitting to the northwest of the UK, that means it's showers. So yes, there'll be some sunshine this weekend, but be prepared for heavy showers too. It's still going to be gusty and blustery too on Saturday. One of those days where the weather will chop and change almost every five minutes. One minute you're getting a downpour, the next minute the sun's out and then you could be caught in a hail shower five minutes later. So yes, a blustery day with sunshine and showers on Saturday. Still pretty mild, but not as mild as Friday with temperatures above average at 8 to 12 Celsius. Sunday's a similar story, although by then the low to the northwest will be easing away, which means we won't see as many showers across the south. should be a bit drier in the south on Sunday. Again, they' broadly speaking, it's sunshine and showers. The winds there will also continue to ease down too. That means we won't see as many showers getting to the eastern side of the country. But plenty of showers certainly for Northern Ireland, Western Scotland, and Northwest England throughout the day on Sunday. And again, temperatures down a degree or so, but still eight to 11 Celsius around or a touch above average for the time of year. Into Christmas week and things certainly turn interesting. Further wet weather is likely for the early part of the week but strong signals through the middle of next week that we could see something a little bit colder. Uh, But then does that play out with snow for Christmas? It's still too early to say for details about that. So stay tuned for more updates but certainly turning colder as we go towards the Christmas period.
0: Thanks Alex. And now Martin Bowles has last week's highs and lows.
3: Here are your weekly weather extremes from Monday the 7th of December to Sunday the 13th of December. Sunday was the warmest day, with a maximum temperature of 13.4 Celsius at Chivenna in North Devon. Frost was fairly widespread across the UK at the start of last week, but the coldest spot was Tullibridge Bridge in the Western Highlands, which recorded minus 5.4 Celsius first thing on Monday morning. The sunniest day was Saturday the 12th, when 6.1 hours was seen at the Royal Naval Air Base at Yeovilton in Somerset. We usually get the most rainfall on western hills, but last week the highest recorded amount fell at a place called Char in eastern Scotland, not far from Aberdeen. 54mm fell here during Friday the 11th.
0: Thank you, Martin. I'm Claire Nazir, and this week's producer is Adrian Holloway. From all the team at Weathersnap, we're wishing you a very happy Christmas And we'll see you in the new year. Weather Snap is a podcast by the UK Met Office.